The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hey, 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 it's emergency podcast time. It is the Pick 6 podcast. It is Monday, January 9th, also known as Black Monday. If you are an NFL employee, most particularly a head coach, Cliff Kingsbury has been fired. This comes hours after Lovey Smith got fired on Sunday night. It's me, Ryan Wilson. It's you, John Breach. It's you, Tyler Sullivan. Uh, gentlemen, this feels like a, a, an offseason where we probably won't see five or six or seven coaches fired. I could be wrong. It's early in the process. But, Breach, I'll start with you. On a scale of one to ten, how surprised are you that Cliff Kingsbury is coach fired number one on now what is Monday afternoon as we do this podcast? Well, I am wearing black for the occasion of Black Monday. Uh, second coach fired in the last 24 hours because Lovey Smith also got canned. I will say I am exactly 1.5% uh, surprised. And that is it. You know, we talked, I, I swear, we debated Cliff Kingsbury's future, Steve Kimes' future, at least once a week on this podcast for the past three months. And our, the conclusion we came to every single time was at least one of them is going to get fired. And if the Bidwell family, if the Cardinals owners can pony up and pay the money, they'll fire both of them. I think we talked ourselves out of it saying they're too cheap. They won't want to pay both these contracts. Uh, but, I mean, this team has been nothing short of a disaster since they had that 7-0 start last year. Since then, it has been all downhill, and they have been going downhill fast. It's like a, just a sled straight down a mountain crashing into a wall. That's what the Cardinals have been. You can't uh, – just the friction with Kyler Murray, the fact that they can't win games at home. They can't win games anywhere. Uh, and when you have a disastrous <laughs> season, this was the Cardinals' second-worst record, 4-13 uh, over the past 18 years. I think this team has been bad, but this was their second worst record over the past 18 years. So not super surprised that old Cliff is out. 
So, Sully, I like to to make the joke that if uh, and Cliff Kingsbury, one of the most handsome men in the NFL, potentially the most handsome man in in, in the galaxy, if he looked like Rex Ryan or, or Rob Ryan, he probably doesn't get that job to start with because his track record wasn't exactly stellar. He got fired at Texas Tech, uh, didn't get any head coaching interest. He he went to to be the USC offensive coordinator, and then the Cardinals hired him, which felt like you know we started talking about Chargers chargering. That felt like Cardinals card cardinalry thing, as I try to get that word out. Uh, is there any positives to take away from this tenure? Steve Kime is on, on health leave, and and you wonder what his future is going to be. He's the guy who traded for Josh Rosen the year later, drafted Kyler Murray. He's the guy who hired, uh, hired and fired. Kime isn't returning. That's definite. I don't know yeah. if you. Oh, okay, I did that. not know yeah, that. Yeah. Is he that is part of the out, Cardinals actually announced that. Uh, oh, okay. Sent out a press release. So they're starting over from scratch, except for the the quarterback won this battle. All right. So tell me your thoughts. As we now know, and as I'm learning in real time, thanks to John Breach, no general manager, no head coach. The quarterback has an ACL injury. Where do we go from here, Sully? And so just to go back to what you were saying, you know, is there any positives you can take from this? No, not really. Because just as like what you said, you have now a complete masthead re reshaping with the GM, the head coach, and your quarterback is now going to be out for at least some of the 2023 season. I mean, he suffered this injury in what, week 15, week 14 against the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. And it was not just a simple ACL tear. Reports were saying that it was a complete ACL reconstruction. They had to repair his meniscus. So you're talking about a significant road of recovery for Kyler Murray. So whoever gets this head coaching job, whoever is the GM now has to construct a roster, not only with Kyler Murray in mind, but to kind of tread water without him going into 2023. So not only do you have that whole mess going on, but when you hired Cliff Kingsbury, the thought was you're hiring him, you're drafting Kyler Murray number one overall. He's an offensive mind. He worked with Patrick Mahomes in college. Maybe you can work your magic with Kyler Murray. And he just never really worked out. There was only one season where they were over 500, and that was the year they won 11 games last season, and they lost six of their final 10 games or were ousted from the playoffs. They were blown out by the Rams. So it doesn't feel like they really accomplished anything. So let me ask you this, Sully, half joking, half serious. Uh, how interested would you be as a Patriots fan as having Cliff Kingsbury as your offensive coordinator in 2023? And as I say all of that, I would welcome him with open eyes. <laughs> <laughs> as a Steelers homer, I feel the exact same way. Uh, so, so Breach, let's start first with, with Kingsbury. What's next for him? Do you think he perhaps O.C.? In the NFL, someone mentioned perhaps he replaces Bill O'Brien as the OC at Alabama, which feels like a land, a soft landing spot for coaches who have sort of their uh, NFL uh, bona fides revoked temporarily while they sort of regroup and, and, and plan their next maneuver. Uh, as Sully and I noted, Pittsburgh and New England feel like great landing spots for a play caller. And as I say all the time, you can be a great play caller, offense, defense. That doesn't necessarily mean you're qualified to be a head coach. And that felt like the case with Cliff Kingsbury, who by all accounts seems like a swell guy when you see him publicly. I, I watched a few of the episodes on in-season hard knocks, and it felt like that team, if they hadn't quit collectively, they were pretty close to doing so. The The whole debacle in Mexico City was sort of the, the cherry on top of that turd Sunday. What's next for Cliff, uh, or, or what do you think would be in his best interest in terms of, of keeping this career afloat? Yeah, well, you mentioned the Mexico City thing, but this, you know, this this thing started going downhill as I mentioned after they started seven and zero last season. Uh, since week eight of twenty twenty one, the Cardinals went eight and nineteen, which is the third worst re re record in the NFL. So literally, they were the third worst team over the past year and a half. Only the Texans and the Bears were worse, and the Texans fired their coach. So that tells you what level the Cardinals Cardinals were playing at. And I think with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, the obvious thing to do is go out and find an offensive coordinator job. I mean, look, 
Ryan, I know you call this guy handsome, but if he coached Kyler Murray much longer, he might not have been handsome much longer because I think he was going to pull out the rest of his hair. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just so frustrated. You could see it on the sideline. Every time Colt McCoy was in there, you could see kind of Cliff like, man, this is how my offense needs to be run. I just need a more talented quarterback than Colt McCoy. And so, and not that Kyler Murray couldn't run it. It's just Kyler Murray plays Kyler Murray football, which is sometimes you draw plays in the sand. Sometimes you run around and do crazy things. And Cliff Kingsbury would rather stay organized in the construct of the offense he's calling. And so you just saw those frustrations. So, yeah, I do think that uh, going, getting an offensive coordinator job, whether that's at Alabama with Nick Saban, uh, maybe he calls up Belichick and says, hey, you drafted me back in whatever it was, 2004. Uh, you clearly aren't going anywhere with Matt Patricia, so sign me up. So, yeah, I mean, that seems like the smart thing to do. And then maybe that opens up a, a head coaching spot in the college ranks at some point down the road. But I don't know if he even will want to be an NFL head coach again after just going through what he went through for the past four years. Well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, yeah, we can talk about offensive coordinator in New England, Pittsburgh, or Alabama are taking those jobs. I mean, we just saw Matt Rule get a bag from Nebraska to be a college head coach. We, there is a possibility here that a team somewhere in the college ranks says, all right, Cliff Kingsbury, here you go. Here's a bajillion dollars. Come be our head coach. And if you're him, I don't know, do you, do you feel like that's a better option for you at this point? I think we live in a world where handsome and attractive people seem to always have the the, the easiest path to success. And it feels – you almost feel uncomfortable seeing Cliff Kingsbury struggle because someone who looks like that should should go through life without much in the way of, of, of turbulence. So I, I think you're right. Like, if Matt Rule, who uh, David Tepper described as basically crumply when he was hired – as the head coach in Carolina for wearing baggy khakis and a shirt that looked like it hadn't been ironed. If he can get, as you put it, the bag in Nebraska, certainly there must be uh, some a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for old uh, Cliff. Yeah, I definitely have a crush on Cliff Kingsbury. Um, uh, Billy's producing. He gets on me about noticing attractive men. Look, man, the dude's good looking. What can I say? I have a Look, crush on his house. I mean, that, <laughs> that, exactly. that place was fantastic. Yeah, head on loafers, no socks. That means you're doing pretty well when you wear loafers with no socks without the pennies in their breach. Uh, so let me ask you this, though. Um, I was thinking about this while Breach was talking about the future of Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the future of the Cardinals in particular. We don't talk about exact names necessarily, although you can bring some up. But part of me feels like whoever takes this job in uh, Arizona is going to be an amplified version of whoever takes the job in Denver having to deal with Russ Wilson. Now, Russ Wilson isn't um, Kyler Murray in terms of he's not yelling and screaming to people and telling them to shut the F up and all that stuff as he comes off the field. But there's a reason Pete Carroll and John Schneider moved on from Russ Wilson, and we saw that play out in real time over the course of 18 weeks. And I do feel like there are similar situations in that you have to get the right GM in there. You have to get the right head coach in there, someone who can manage the personality that is Kyler Murray. And, and Breach talked about how it looked like it was so much easier with Colt McCoy in terms of the, the relationship, even if the results weren't there. So what type of person are you targeting? And number one, and number two, do you, do you agree with my assessment that this is going to be sort of a prickly situation in terms of finding the right fit? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. It's worth pointing out that uh, Ian Rapport, NFL Network, did report recently that Vance Joseph is going to get a long look as head coach in Arizona. He's said to be very real, well respected in that building. But again, we all assume that this search is going to go well beyond, and maybe they go for some big swings like a Harbaugh, like a Peyton. They try to see if something like that would work. 
But it is going to be interesting, and I do think that this Kyler injury throws a whole other wrench into this whole thing because not only do you have to get the GM to then hire the head coach, you're kind of walking on eggshells until Kyler Murray comes back and actually works with the guy in the on field and in games because if all of a sudden, yeah, he's working great with whoever they have to replace him for the first however many weeks of next season that Murray needs to be out – if all of a sudden Murray comes back and things aren't looking great, then you're you're like, okay, then this this marriage isn't going to work. It's going to be short-lived. So this thing is going to go a little bit longer, I feel, than just, okay, they hire the next guy, and then week one they're off and rolling because of that Murray injury. Uh, Breach, let me ask you this. Do you, If you're the Bidwells, are you asking Kyler Murray his input, or is he not at that point in his career where you do such a thing? Now, granted, he has a new contract. But granted, part B, you also put a clause in there that he shouldn't be playing so many video games. So I don't know where they view him in terms of the hierarchy of helping to make decisions about his future as well. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine the Cardinals handing Kyler? Here's 10 coaching candidates. Here's 50 <laughs> pages on each. Go through that, Kyler. Do your homework. He's like, yeah, no, man, I got some Call of Duty. I'm sorry. I don't think you can give uh, you can talk to him. You can keep him updated on the process. But I'm not sure you're giving him much say in who the hire is going to be. I mean. He's never won a playoff game. He's got a losing record as a starter. It, it, it's just not someone that you want to say, all right, we're going to we're gonna give Kyler Murray 40% of the say here or whatever it is. I just don't think that he has earned that. But, yeah, he's your starting quarterback. You absolutely want to keep him in the loop. He's got the long-term contract, so you are going to be talking with him. Uh, but I don't think you're going to give him veto power or anything like that. I do think that Vance Joseph would be an odd hire. I, I, if you're hmm. getting rid of Cliff Kingsbury and you're getting rid of Steve Kime, and you're just kind of trying to shoo out the old, I don't think hiring somebody on staff makes any sense. I think you want to bring in some new blood. If you want to bring in a defensive coordinator, maybe you call the, uh, the 49ers and steal Demeco Ryans, so make yourself better, make the 49ers worse. Maybe you call the Cowboys and you go after Dan Quinn, and that defense has looked good under him. Uh, so I, I do think there are some defensive coordinator options that don't have to be in-house. Uh, and I know that Solly mentioned Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. And I think Sean Payton's the more interesting one because, mm. look, if you bring in an offensive mind, and obviously this didn't work with Cliff Kingsbury, but he was coming from the coaching ranks. Coaches going to the NFL do not have a, a very good history of success, whether it's Matt Rule, whether it's Urban Meyer, whether it's Bill O'Brien, uh, Doug Marone, Chip Kelly. There's just a long list of names where these guys don't end up succeeding in the NFL. So, I think one thing the Cardinals should think about is, hey, look, there is an established Super Bowl winning coach out there. Uh, look what that did for Jacksonville. They went out and got Doug Peterson. They're in the playoffs right now. And so uh, and a big reason was because of what Doug Peterson was able to do with Trevor Lawrence. So if you bring in Sean Payton and he can work that kind of magic with Kyler Murray, that's a great combo. But as you guys both said, this the wrench in this thing is if you're taking this job, you don't know when Kyler Murray's gonna be able to play. It could be week four next year, it could be week six, it could be week two. You just know he's probably not gonna be ready for the beginning of the season. So you have to bring in your own quarterback. And then what if that quarterback comes in and goes five and zero while Kyler Murray's out? Uh, you know, then then what are you doing? Kyler Murray comes back. So this is a, a job that just comes with a lot of question marks. All right, Sully, so let me unpack this, and then I want to ask real you quick, a Ryan. I yeah. do have one question for you because obviously you're the expert in all of this. They have the number three pick in the in the NFL draft this year. Is there any possibility because they're resetting a head coach, resetting a general manager? Do they just reset the entire thing and put Kyler Murray on the block? 
I asked that question at points during the season, and the, we'll see how the. I think the what complicates it, and Breaches noted the the injury and when does Kyler return. Mm-hmm. That's a question. The other thing that I I, I was going to say, as Breach was talking about Sean Payton as an attractive option, I'm not so sure because Sean Payton number one wants a quarterback, and number two, reportedly the Saints want a first round pick. There's no way on planet God tree and earth that you're giving up that number three pick. I don't sure. think for Sean Payton Breach. Do you agree with that? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, if the Broncos are willing to give up for you just desperate teams do desperate things, right? That's true. But uh, the other thing I want to say, I want to get your thoughts on this, Sully, because Breach mentioned a couple names. It's D'Amico Ryans. Breach mispronounces everyone's names, not D'Amico, but I, I love the fact that you called him D'Amico. <laughs> That's like the insurance commercial, the the, 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 the D'Amico. Uh, number one, Vance Joseph might not be a bad hire, Breach, and I, I was... The reason I say that is because if Kyler respects him, that's a huge step in the right direction. And also, ironically enough, this is sort of what we saw play out in Carolina with some guy named Steve Wilkes that got run out of town for one year in Arizona, who went six and six, was on staff at Carolina, turned that program around. As Sully previously noted, uh, my boy Matt Rule is getting paid anyway, despite doing a terrible job. So I, I wonder if maybe you get a, a, a not a drill sergeant, but someone that gets the respect of a guy who's sort of out there. And I think that same conversation you can have with Russ. And then you fill in the staff that lets you let them do the heavy lifting. What do you think about that, Sully? Yeah, it's something, like you said, it's very similar to what we talked about when when um, when Denver made their head coaching change. And when with Nathaniel Hackett, you're talking about maybe bringing somebody in with a more drill sergeant, defensive mind, or offense. You know, we're kind of trying to figure that out. For me, it's something that you alluded to earlier. If it's Vance Joseph, as long as he has the blessing of Kyler Murray at this point, that kind of feels like the end-all be-all if you want to make that move within the organization. If all of a sudden he's like, I, I really like this guy, we can hire an offensive coordinator to kind of figure out the rest of it, then sure, that's fine. Because at this point, you do have to roll with Kyler Murray. I know that there's the option, I guess, so you know, you can draft a quarterback at number three, like I was saying earlier. But if you can't get without from that contract because of the injury to Murray, you kind of got to go with what he's what he likes at this point. I mean, he is the guy that you're hitching your wagon to now that you've gotten rid of Cliff Kingsbury, who he was butting heads with. Steve Kime obviously stepping down for health-related reasons. You're hitching your wagon, for better or worse, right now to the Call of Duty-loving Kyler Murray, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's what you're doing. All right, let's go through some names quickly. And, and Breach, you mentioned a few of them. And uh, you can just give me like a five-second answer. We'll go back and forth through some of these names. So let's start with uh, Jim Harbaugh, who I think might be the wild-card candidate. He has this, uh, an innate ability to sort of wrangle in all sorts of different types and make them work together. He did that in San Francisco, less so in, in Michigan. They're coming together now. So Breach, Jim Harbaugh, how, how high do you rank him? Let's do one to ten. How high would you want him to be the coach in Arizona in terms of the success you think he'll have? 
I could see like a seven. I like the idea that he had this bad breakup with the 49ers. So he's go back in that division where he's going to want to destroy them twice a year. So he's already going to have a chip on his shoulder. And I, I think it's just a matter of, does he think he can build a winner because, you know, playing for the Cardinals, being the coach of the Cardinals, it seems pretty frustrating. Everybody always seems frustrated <laughs> in Arizona. But maybe that would be a good fit for Harbaugh because he also seems frustrated all the time. You know, even when they're they're winning, he just got that scowl on his sideline uh, until the final second ticks off the clock. So I don't hate the idea of Harbaugh. Sully, we got a seven for Breach. Where are you on Harbaugh? Yeah, I'm like a seven, eight. I, I think that it would work. I guess, but there's also the possibility that I just kind of feel like his personality gives you the opportunity where Kyler Murray would just hate him and quit on him. Right. No, I think that's right. All right. We're going to go like establish and then we'll go out outside of the box here. What about breach Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals who's done a fantastic job. He's 56 years old. He feels to be in the Mike Zimmer mold, but a little more personable. I don't know if that's accurate or not in your eyes, but what do you think about him? He's had a lot of success. Another defensive guy. Yeah, well, well, I'm going to say one thing first that I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 2019, the Bengals literally could not find a defensive coordinator. No one wanted the job. The team was such a disaster uh, that people were afraid I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be set up to fail, and that's it. I'm going to look so bad, and my coaching career is over. And so it literally took the Bengals weeks, if not months, to find a defensive coordinator. Uh, and so they finally filled the position, and – He's been crushing it. So I would be sad if the Bengals lost him. But just because of how well he has done in Cincinnati, that I think it's someone the Cardinals should definitely look at. What do you give him out of 10 in terms of success? Uh, seven and a half. Ooh, slightly higher. What do you think about it? No, you know, I'm going to give him eight because it's it, the Bengals front office is set up similar to the Cardinals. We have a family ownership okay. and uh, he understands what it's like to be in that type of organization. What do you think, Sully? I'll defer to Breach on that. I mean, I just love Cincinnati's ability to close in games defensively. I mean, it feels like they shut teams down in the, in the second and third, third and fourth quarter. So for me, sure. If you want a defensive mind, go with that. All right. Speaking of defensive minds, Matt Patricia. Just kidding. All right, uh, Sully, I'll come back to you. What about someone like um, – and Breach mentioned Dan Quinn, which I think he sort of falls into the the Harbaugh box and that uh, a guy who's proven himself uh, in a different ways, but he's certainly sort of refound himself. But I want to talk about Kellen Moore, offensive genius. In quotation marks, I mean, he's he's had success, but they obviously they struggled in week 18. Um, he's green a, 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 in terms of being a head coach. He's never done it before. He's he's had uh, a little run here. At OC, what do you think about Kellen Moore? This being his first head coaching opportunity. Sure. If Jerry decides to let him go. I, I think that all of these head coaching jobs should be a little bit on hold because if all of a sudden Dallas lays an egg and loses to Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium this coming weekend or, or I guess next Monday. Mike McCarthy might be the new Cardinals coach. I, I mean, that's <laughs> legitimately on the table, I feel like. So, you know, and if you're Harbaugh or, or Peyton or any of these coaches, I feel like that's the job that you would look at to say, all right, I'll go. I'll go work for Jerry. I'll work in Dallas. But you know, I, I guess that would work. You know, obviously, I don't think that he would ascend in that scenario if Mike McCarthy got fired. I think that they would probably bring in Sean Payton at that point. So, sure, if if he wants to move on and become a head coach, and if Kyler Murray likes to link up with him and another offensive mind, then sure. I just don't know if another unknown is a great job for them here in Arizona. I think you almost need somebody with a little bit more experience. So, Breach, it feels like uh, Kellen Moore, I'm just speculating here, is going to not get the eight or the seven that you gave Anarumo or, or Harbaugh. 
Well, you know what? Uh, Tyler mentioned they need someone with a little more experience, and you guys are talking about the Cowboys, and we mentioned Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. You know, there's a lot of experience who used to coach the Cowboys and and is available right now and seems like the perfect blend of uh, just running the Cardinals and and would fit in with the personality of that team. Jason Garrett. I would give Kellen Moore a six and a half. What about Jason Garrett? I give, give Jason Garrett an eight. I think he'd be a perfect fit. I don't even know if it would work, but he is someone he's not going to ruffle any feathers. If the ownership says, Hey, Kyler's our quarterback. You need wow. to make it work. He'll say, okay, I'll figure it out and I'll make things work with Kyler Murray. And I'll talk to you guys in four years. You don't have to talk to me anymore. I'll just be down there clapping on the sideline. And uh, I'm going to let Kyler call the plays. Cause as we know, I don't even turn on my headset. Uh, no, but I do think Jason Garrett would actually be an interesting hire for the Cardinals. All right, uh, let's. I'm going to uh, group these two names together. Uh, they're blo- both black assistant coaches. One's offense, one def- defense, and, and they've at different points in their career have been the next hot candidate. So, uh, Sully, I'll come to you, and you can give me your your, your thoughts on both of these guys, D'Amico Ryan's and, and Eric Bieniemy. I'd rather D'Amico Ryan's at this point, and I, I think you could maybe even throw in Brian Flores too if you're talking and about Brian minority Flores. minority head coaches. I think that he's somebody who that's actually you, a good name. If you want a drill sergeant, someone to change that culture, right? That that would be a name that I would look at. All right, uh, now, Brian Flores is even more interesting because, yeah. uh, as we know, he has that lawsuit going against the NFL, and somebody who's a part of that lawsuit is Steve Wilkes, who was fired by the Cardinals. Ooh. After one season. So the Cardinals are named in this lawsuit that Flores filed, even though it wasn't directly because of Flores. Um, but also that would be one of those things where the Cardinals kind of help themselves in multiple ways by saying, all right, well, this guy's got a lawsuit. We're named in that lawsuit, but now we're hiring him uh, because a, we don't want to be sued and B, we think he can actually make this team better. So uh, yeah, I think the Flores hiring would be outside the box and, uh, the only problem with that is the Cardinals do not think outside the box. Uh, Thomas Scott in the comments says out of the box uh, pick here. Sean McVay leaves the Rams, <laughs> goes to the Cardinals. Sean McVay said after the game, the reports before the week 18 game that he he was going to take some time to sort of work through all this. He's only 36, but clearly he's, he's going through a lot, both on the field and off the field. Um, maybe he takes a year off Sean Payton, Salen comes back and coaches the Cardinals. I feel like the, the good news is you would have draft picks. The bad news is you would be, coaching the Cardinals uh where are you Sully on, on Sean McVay as a as a long shot candidate perhaps not in 2023 but in 2024 and beyond I mean sure I mean if you can get Sean McVay I, I still think that he's one of the best young head coaches in the NFL like if Bill Belichick decided to step away I'd love him to come to New England so sure I would like that I don't know if how <laughs> particularly likely that is as much as I was talking about maybe you want someone with more experience to be the head coach here I think if you're gonna get some sort of NFC West kind of crossover I think Shane Waldron might be somebody that yeah. could possibly be that going from Seattle as their OC to the head coach of the Cardinals. If you're looking for that offensive mind to pair with, with Kyler Murray, I mean, we saw what he was able to do with Geno Smith this season. If you can work that similar magic with Kyler, then, then I think that'd be great for them. That would be Eugene Cyril Smith, the third to you, Sully. But to that point, there is a 0% chance Sean McVay <laughs> would coach the Cardinals unless they gave him a check that said $75 million per year. If he's going to leave the Rams he just won a Super Bowl. He's leaving a high-profile city with a rich owner who gives him everything he needs. Uh, I, I think the only way McVay would go to coach another team is if it was like the Cowboys, a team he probably feels he could get to a Super Bowl, or maybe even the Chargers where he can you know, keep his $6 million mansion in L.A. and mm-hmm. not have to move anywhere. But I do not think there is any way Sean McVay would ever take the Arizona Cardinals job. All right, we'll, we'll get out of here on this. Breach, you mentioned just how – 
Um, not great. The Cardinals have been, especially in the second half of the season under Cliff Kingsbury, this entire season did not go well for that organization. They somehow finished 15 out of 16 teams in the NFC. The only team that was worse than them were the, the, the mighty Chicago bears at one and 11. Um, clearly the fact that 15th meant they were the, the worst team in their division. They had the same record as the Rams who had millions of injuries. It felt like, so I think this is a, a simple answer as we sit here, but I'll ask both of you this question. Um, where do the cards slide out in the NFC West next year as we look ahead? And and more importantly, how far down the list of 16 teams in the NFC do you have to go before you get to the Cardinals for, for 2023? Uh, Sully, why don't you tell me what you think? I think you got to go pretty far down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to go through the entire NFC, but you're talking about bottom half, I think, because, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they don't finish last like they did this year, you know, you never know what can happen with Los Angeles because, you know, you never know. Maybe Matthew Stafford decides to move on. Sean McVay moves on. They're just completely resetting. So maybe that team bottoms out and they finish third in the NFC West. But still, I don't think that you're going to consider them any sort of contender in the NFC next season when you're talking about a new GM, new head coach. Uh, you know, they have a decent amount of cap space, top 10 in the NFL, 31 million as of right now. But you still have Kyler Murray coming back from an ACL. We all know that that's tough to do in year one, especially when it feels like he's not even going to be ready for week one. All so right, so like five, five games over under. What are you taking for 2023 win total? I'll go under. I'm sure. Four oh, and a half. Moses. All right, Breach, I'm going to name some teams. You tell me if they finish better, worse, or the same as the Cardinals in 2023. Chicago Bears, they have the first overall pick. Better. Chicago will be better? Yes. Rams? Mm, better Falcons mm, better Jesus Saints <laughs> Andy Dalton's not there by the way <laughs> oh better and now things start to get pretty crystal clear in my mind Carolina I mean I think the point here is the Cardinals could end up being the worst team in the NFC next year that's that's how far they've bottomed out since making the playoffs in 2021. So this is just, it's unbelievable how far they've fallen and how quickly it's happened. I mean, they went from signing Steve Keim and, and Cliff Kingsbury to multi-year extensions to cleaning house and not having a quarterback. So this, this franchise is just in total disarray. They're probably going to start the season with uh, a backup caliber quarterback under center. And in that case, it's going to be tough to win games. So it, it's just, I, it feels like they're going to be a bottom four team in the NFC. Any parting shots, Sully? No, other than I probably would peg Jacoby Brissett to go there because it just feels like <laughs> that's where that's where Jacoby Brissett, that's what he does best. He goes to these teams that need a quarterback for like five weeks. So I'm excited to see Jacoby Brissett in Arizona. And he five. will continue to crush it on fourth and one. So I look forward to that out in the, uh, the Valley of the Sun. Uh, all right, that's it for the emergency Cliff Kingsbury is no longer with the Cardinals podcast. Just a reminder, today at 4 p.m. Eastern time, we'll be doing a, a, a Pick 6 Black Monday recap pod. Also, Breach and Selling, 2 p.m. today with the first pick. Me and Rick Spielman are going to be live on the old YouTube, so check that out because there's going to be a lot to talk about draft uh, order-wise. And uh, for the moment, until someone else loses their job, uh, that is it for us here at the Pick 6 Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.